All right, welcome back to the Real Deliberate Podcast. This is DJ Aussie here with the special guest, Mike G, known as Jabari in the, the gaming world. So um, today we're going to talk about esports and how it's kind of changed as we've grown up. So Mike, like, what do you think about esports now than what it was maybe when we were in middle school or high school? I think esports now is everyone is watching esports like everyone's familiar with it but i think when we were like middle school high school that stuff was just starting to become big yeah because i only knew like mlg and that's all i yeah so everyone all everyone knew was optic and phase that was it no one knew about anybody else really yeah now you see like energy esports and that's owned by Shaq, uh echo fox rick fox like basketball players are starting to dabble into this exactly we got 100 thieves yeah nate shot that's like all I knew like growing up was like FaZe and then Nate Shot, Scump. The crazy thing is how these these uh, professional gamers are, it's just weird to think about how they have these contracts like actual athletes. So you have to like really think about like this person getting signed to this team now. Yeah. Or something like that. It's crazy because like in some of the computer games like League of Legends, like what they like to do is grab you know players from korea and they have to get like those athletic visas kind of like how baseball players do now so i think that yeah like they're signing contracts they're trying to make it yeah and then i don't really watch much league of legends but i got respect for that because that's that's so much going on that's a lot of focus i just from outside looking in for someone that doesn't play pc that looks like it takes a lot of time and skill and effort yeah these guys practice like more than like close to like 16 hours a day so from the time they wake up like to the time they go to bed like they're sitting here sleeping and they are um, practicing my bad but do you ever wonder it's like once you get tired or burnt out playing the same game over and over again and that's what like a lot of them now have a, a trainer so that makes them they're like on a schedule so they'll be playing the game and then they have to work out or they have to do something else because their brain is just not going to be able to handle all that so some people actually get depressed because all you're doing all day is playing video games and not doing anything you know like when i was in high school and i saw some of these like pro players like they come up with like back injuries and wrist injuries you know i thought i was like wow you're just playing a game like how could you get hurt but then i'm thinking like you're sitting in one position or your hands in one position just playing the whole time and i guess like yeah that stress could add up so i can see that happening yeah, and then you're sitting super close to a tiny monitor, not barely blinking, if blinking at all. If blinking <laughs> at all, exactly. So I guess kind of coming back, like, you know, I know you're a really good Call of Duty player. So just talk about your experience with Call of Duty. So my experience with Call of Duty, I started when I was super young. I started on the Wii with the Wii the gun. Wii? Yeah, with the Wii on the uh, play Modern Warfare. I had a little Wii gun point and shoot whatever and then i think my first console was an xbox 360 playing Modern Warfare 2 and that's when i started getting into the competitive scene and after that it just flew on from there i think before briarcliff i was actually about to be signed to havoc esports a canadian team to play in vegas i want to say for world war ii Call of Duty World War II. Or oh, yeah, yeah. That, I think that's the time when World War II was out. Yeah. So. That's crazy. That's a pretty big deal. So I always thought, like, I can come back to Call of Duty because I'll be good at it later. But, like, football is something I have to do now. Yeah, exactly. So I think just 
going back, like, what was your first competitive experience, and how is it different from, like, playing regular public matches? It's a different feeling, so public matches are just, like, you're really relaxed or whatever, so my first one was on one over two, and I was super nervous, like, I remember I was shaking before the game, like, <laughs> I was like, dang, these are real at stakes, like, these other people are good, but it's, it's kind of like in football, where after you get that first hit, everything is fine again. So is there kind of like a strategy, or is there, you know, a strategy or what, like, meta that everyone follows? Yeah, so there's, it's a lot from watching the pros, honestly. So, like, if you look at a Call of Duty Cold War, like, the meta right now is the MP5 or the FFAR. So you're going to see everyone using that if you do competitive. And you're gonna, they're going to see people copy all the classes and everything like that. But really, you have to, people don't understand, like, you have to go into the maps and really map out the whole thing with your team. Like, okay, they can attack from this lane or this lane stuff like that so there's a lot of like mind games but like how would somebody be able to introduce like a new weapon because i think like when everyone just uses two guns like it kind of just takes away the whole point of Mm. you know creativity in the game or does anyone use snipers or things like that um people do use snipers it's it's certain maps that you have you, it's, it's really like the map you need to know what works well on that so like if they were in a close quarters map I'm not going to use a sniper obviously yeah. I might I might get away with the AR but you're going to see a lot of people pushing with the submachine gun stuff like that so you're talking about map types does it also depend on like what game types like what guns would people use or yeah so search and destroy you might have the sniper more like, you're going to see a sniper more or less, but if you're playing, like, hard point or something like that, you're not going to see a, a sniper, really. Or you shouldn't see a sniper. Now, is the game place, like, is it going real fast, or is it going, like, real slow? Like, everything's more methodical. That depends on what you what your team strategy is. So, I've noticed, like, competitive, everything goes a lot faster in respawn, which would be, like, hard point domination capture the fly i don't know if that's in there or not in the rotation but uh even in search and destroy if your team's strategy is to just push and be aggressive then the game's gonna go by really really fast so does that kind of like i guess your team's play style does that kind of correlate to how they are as like as a person because i think like because i play fighting games and like what a lot of people say is how you act in real life is how you would play. So if you're, like, an aggressive person that likes to take risks, like, you're going to be a rush down, you're going to want to get in there. Or if you're, like, a passive person, like, you're going to, like, sit back and wait on things and let things unfold for you. I think that's more mixed because I think with video games, like, you have that chance to really change who you are. So in pretty, like, say someone's not outgoing, but as soon as they get into the video game world, they become super aggressive they become that guy and then maybe if you're super outgoing in real life and you play the game maybe you're not that good at it so you're gonna have to hide back you can't just go out and shoot everyone yeah so i guess we've we've gone through like the strategical parts talk about like you know the mechanical side and like using a controller like what what controller do you prefer to use so i think it's like personal preference like everyone I mean, personally, I like the Xbox one because I like when my mm-hmm. th- thumbs are, like, 
all centered or you know north to south yeah. instead of like right next to each other like i couldn't play like that so i like the playstation controllers because my hands are a little bit smaller and it's kind of like more of a traditional controller yeah and especially with the ps5 that controller i really want to try that out it's a little bit bigger it's kind of like the xbox but it still has that basic aspect to it would you say a 360 is still the best 360 is a pretty pretty good controller yeah so i think like now in this day and age like cross-platform and like everyone can play against each other so does it really matter because i think back then like what everyone had to play on the same peripheral but now like yeah everyone else can play on something else yeah do you think like new controllers or things might get like introduced they might yeah we might start getting like universal controllers because i know for pc they have that you can just do a, a plug-in you can have if you want to still play the 360 controller you can play that or if you want to use a PS5 or whatever, Xbox One, it's all good. What What are the CDL rules? Like, do, what controller do they have to use? So the CDL rules... Or do they all just so, to play PS5? So they can, they now can all bring in their own controllers, but it has to be verified with the people running the event. So it has to be up to regulation. So if you have an Xbox One controller that has to go with... Xbox One standard specifications. If you have PS5, then you have to go with that. But what I'm, about keyboard and mouse? Keyboard and mouse is not allowed in CDL. That's crazy, though. But you can play on PC. <coughs> but you just have to use a controller. That's wild. Because, well, I don't know. Like, I've never had a problem and I've never complained whenever I died to a keyboard and mouse player, but. Like, is there really a competitive advantage that they have over us? Besides just, like, So, like, the argument would be, like, whip. aim assist would be their argument for controller players. But if you go, like, a really, really good PC player, they're going to be able to snap on you. Yeah, because they're essentially, like, they have all this surface area. Yeah. You know, they have that whole mouse pad. And what they're doing is, like, I heard, like, they can flick their wrist Mm -hmm. to, like, shots and things like that. They can flick their wrist. Unlike us, we're using our thumbs to, like, glide, essentially. Yeah. Now, ADS does help. I'll definitely give them that. Or aim assist, not ADS. Aim assist definitely does help. But that just point, and I want to shoot there, and that's where it's going to go. That's crucial. Because they can, like, pull, like, these 180s or, like, turn on people extremely fast. I think it's always cool to, like, see, like, you know, when I'm watching a YouTube video, I see someone do it, but, like, when somebody does it to me, it's like, okay. Yeah. But, like, do you think, does keyboard and mouse have aim assist? I don't believe it does. I do. I think if they got aim assist, that'd be a little... But I feel like that should... I don't see how it's not fair. Like, with controller and aim assist, like that's compensating for us like not being able to mm-hmm. move quick enough yeah i get exactly. i get it like people when they complain about it is because there is times where it's like a hard aim assist and it gets you through the wall and you don't even see the person but yeah you're going, you see your camera move and you're not moving it mm-hmm. so like it it tracks you yeah i understand that like i understand the argument i really do but at the same time theirs is a really good pc player and a really good console player i would assume the pc player is going to win yeah, plus they have more buttons. Like, they can bind more keys to, like, different actions and things yeah. like that. They get 180 flip or something like that. I don't know. I'm Make not a 180 flip. Macro things together. I don't know if you know what a macro is. Like, it's, like, where you can put a sequence of things in. Okay, for, 
and put in one button. Yeah, so like it. you can put like WASD, put it to one macro, press it, it does that command. <laughs> but I guess like, how do you see esports continuing for like? Esports, you know, we see it on ESPN yeah. now. Yeah, esports is only gonna get bigger, I think. And like now, like Call of Duty, the CDL league is starting to get bigger. Mm-hmm. I think. Especially with all these people being quarantined with COVID, like video games is gonna be on a rise because they don't. You don't necessarily have to go somewhere for an event. I mean, LAN events are the best way to do it, which is being like everyone face to face on the same internet. Yeah, there's no, there's no yeah. lag. Yeah, there's no like everyone's on the same thing. So there will be them some disadvantages for the tournaments like that. But at the same time, you could really just watch tournaments from your home. They're playing from their home. Instead of like football or basketball, they have to, they might have to cancel their season or something like that. Yeah. Well, because I thought it was crazy. Like the CDL, like they didn't even have to cancel their league. They're just like, all right, everyone, we're just gonna play all online. Yeah, we're just gonna play online. <clears throat> just put a face cam on, and I'm sure one of your coaches will be a ref and stuff like that. Yep. They can stream it as well. They can get their views. They can get their money or however they do it, so they can practice and get paid. Just like regular athletes. Now, I think the big thing, I, big question I really have is, is like, what do you think of like how content is released now? I like it. You know, at least now everyone gets to play on every yeah. map. Before you had to buy map packs. Yeah. But it's like they've followed kind of like the Fortnite. Yeah, and I scheme like scheme where it's like art. Actually, League of Legends started. It's like a yeah. free-to-play game. Everyone loved it. And, like, you can use money to get, like, cosmetic stuff that makes your guy look cool. And And that's, like, what Call of Duty just did. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. And especially, like, with the uh, Battle Pass, they have the guns early in the Battle Pass. So, like, the the new guns that drop, they're really early. Or you have to work just, you have to play just a little bit to get it. And I think that makes it fair for everyone. I think, I don't know what Call of Duty was. I want to say Infinite Warfare. Where if you got a certain gun, it was just head and shoulders better than everything else. Oh, off the supply drop? Yeah, I think it was like the ASM-1. ASM-1, yeah. I, re- I, yeah. I definitely remember that, because I think that was like the first... That was, no, that was actually like, Ghost, that was the first COD game I got in like next gen. Yeah, so Infinite Warfare was the one that was really like... You pay to get it, this upgraded gun, like you get the Battle tw- 27 Obsidian Steed. I think that was the... And you had to guess, right? Like, you couldn't just pick it out and be like, hey, I want to buy this. You have to sit here and buy supply drops and Mm -hmm. click, 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 click. Hope you get it. Use your mom's credit card (laughs) one more time. Get Microsoft points. And that's what, and that's what I like in the game is like, if it doesn't affect the game, I like it. Like, the cosmetics, like how uh, Modern Warfare does it. Yeah. If it doesn't affect the game, I think that's fine. Do you think those tracer pack rounds are cool, or is that... I like those. Those are pretty cool. I think it's cool when I'm using it, but when somebody's shooting it at me, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, see purple blinding things. Mm-hmm. I don't see who's shooting at me. Things like that. But it's like, I like how they're trying to blend cultures. Like, you know, with Halloween, when Halloween came around, like, they had Leatherface, the, um, the guy yeah, from like Saw. Saw. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I liked that a lot. Is there any other games you, like, pay attention to and um, 
like the esports scene. So not many games I pay attention to on the esports scene. But what about games. Rocket League? So yeah, Rocket League is something I really like. Uh, I have a friend, Crypto. I don't know what team he is on, but I know he's on. He plays Rocket League. Yeah, he's on a pro. He's on a pro Rocket League team. <coughs> I play with him from time to time. He shows me some tricks. I'm That's still crazy. not nearly as good, but I think like it's such a it's such a perfect game for like everyone. Like if you're just a casual person that just likes to mm-hmm. ram the ball and you can score and yeah. you don't have to do those cool aerial tricks. Like yeah. I see people like carry the ball, fly up and then let go of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like, Rocket League. Just it's a really good relaxing game. Like if I get too mad at Call of Duty, I'll go per- play Rocket League and I can just drive around, fly around, do whatever I want. It's like kind of those relaxing games. Like I think when I was younger, it was like Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play Minecraft? I played Minecraft a little bit, not much, but it's like, what's the purpose still, of the game? Yeah, like you're just sitting here. Yeah, I never hated on it. I like. <laughs> I never hated on it, but when like, I remember all my friends used to play, and they're like, "Yeah, we're doing this to our world." And then <laughs> I play with them, like, okay, we're just building houses, like. <laughs> so I used to play just like a lot of role playing games. So I played Fable all the time. Oh, I, I love Fable. Skyrim. Fable all that. Two is my favorite. Yeah, Fable Two is pretty great. But I think Skyrim is my favorite role-playing game Skyrim to this yeah. day I'll never forget like one of my homies I borrowed his Skyrim I beat it but I let him borrow my Borderlands in return <laughs> my Borderlands 2 mind you I just got this for Christmas and I let him borrow it I played maybe like two hours of it and like I gave him back his Skyrim I was like yeah sure bro here I was like, oh, you want your Borderlands back? He's like, oh, no, you can finish it. To this day, my G, <laughs> to this day, he has yet to return it. This happened, let me guess, like when we were freshmen in high school. Jesus. That's like eight years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you want to get that back? I uh, gave it to GameStop, man. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's like... The day he at, he's like, here, here's your game bag. I was like, bro, just go get your five bucks at GameStop. <laughs> but that about wraps this episode on the Real Deliberate Podcast. Thanks for being on the show, Mike G. Any last words? Always be great. Always be great. You heard it from the goat here.